When Jesus rose up into the cloud and disappeared from sight, the apostles kind of stood there, seeming a little confused. What had just happened? His disappearance into a cloud was to show them and us that Jesus had entered into heaven and was now seated at the Father's right hand in the heavens. In other words, a position of power and authority. As our psalm says, Jesus mounts his throne as the great king over all the earth. But the apostles were a little perplexed and maybe saddened at Jesus' disappearance from sight. After all, he just told them in our gospel, I am with you always. But then he disappeared. On the one hand, they were happy that Jesus is in heaven. On the other, maybe they're saddened that he wouldn't be with them as he had been. The ascension marked the end of Jesus' earthly life and ministry, perhaps even more so than his crucifixion, because this time he was not seen by the apostles and disciples, at least not regularly in, in the flesh. We might think, I wish I could have met Jesus face to face back then. We, like the apostles, I think, are partly saddened at his departure. It's not east easy to get used to the physical, apparent physical absence of Jesus. But he didn't lie. He kept his promise. He's still with us. As St. Leo the Great said, what was visible in Christ has passed into the sacraments of the church. He has gone to heaven, but at the same time, he gives himself to us as nourishment in the Holy Eucharist. He is with us in the church. We don't need to long for the good old days when Jesus walked the earth. As we heard two weeks ago in our first reading, in our reading from 1 Peter, you and I are living stones, living stones in the new temple, which is the church. That we are, to use another metaphor, the individual cells or members or organs in the mystical body of Christ, the church of which Jesus is the head. Or he is the vine, we are the branches, and so on. So while Jesus is no longer present walking the earth in the Holy Land the way he was, his mystical body, the church, us, we, cover the whole planet. He's present now, not to just a few people in one nation in the Middle East, but to the whole world, all at once. Yet, like the apostles, we might wonder for the moment, what do we do since we can't see Jesus? Two angels appeared to the apostles and told them that it was time for them to begin their work. Because with the ascension, Christ's earthly mission comes to a close, and then ours, his mystical body, his presence in the world, his disciples, their work, our work, was about to begin. And just before he ascended out of sight, Jesus said two things, the last things he said to the apostles. He said, You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. He also said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He told them that their mission was to spread the gospel across the earth. And they did. St. Peter ended up in Rome crucified upside down there. Thomas went to India 
Others went to Africa. The fact is that we here in North Dakota, we're Catholic. And that testifies to the fact that the faith has indeed been witnessed, shared to the ends of the earth by Christ in his mystical body, the church. It really does seem unlikely that, you know, you get a small group of 12 people and you think, well, how much power and influence do these 12 have? I mean, these fishermen, these tax collectors, and so on. How is it like, How likely is it that they're going to be able to spread a religion so fast and in such an enduring way across the whole earth? It only makes sense. We believe that they had divine help, which they did. The Holy Spirit, whom Jesus sent upon them at Pentecost, it's 50 days after his resurrection. And it's this Holy Spirit who helps you and I and the rest of the church yet today. St. Jose Maria Escrivá once wrote that as he goes up to heaven, Jesus sends us out as his witnesses throughout the whole world. Our responsibility is great because to be Christ's witnesses implies, first of all, that we should try to behave according to his doctrine, that we should struggle to make our actions remind others of Jesus and of his most lovable personality. Those who live and work with us those who come into contact with us should find us to be loyal, sincere, joyful, hardworking. We should behave as people who fulfill our duties honestly and then who live as children of God in the ups and downs of every day. Jesus once prayed to his father about us, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, you know, out of our proper places in society, out of our jobs, out of our families, but that you keep them from the evil one. So Jesus desired that each of us remains in our places, satisfying, sanctifying, excuse me, sanctifying the world from within, improving it, offering it back to God. That's the only way the world will be a place where human dignity is valued for everyone, from the unborn to the aged, and where mankind lives in some kind of peace. So this is the task of each one of us, but I would say especially of the laity in the church, to be witnesses of Christ out there in the world, wherever you are. So the truth is, we can't see Jesus the way the apostles did. He ascended to heaven, out of sight. But he's still with us in the church. He's with us, especially, of course, in the most holy Eucharist and in the other sacraments and in the scriptures. He speaks to us. But he's also made present in the world in you and me by how we live out the Christian life. We show Jesus to the world and spread his kingdom to the ends of the earth. That's that's our job. That's the job that Jesus gave us before he ascended back to heaven. And if we carry out this job faithfully and die a good and happy death free of sin, we will follow Jesus to where he has preceded us, into heaven. Amen.